This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Meatballs up with me, producing this disaster of a show and joining me as always on the East Coast, most of them, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, and D3, Harry, Brother Bride, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Well, one of us had a big day. Harry did something that he hasn't um, hasn't done in like a decade, I think. Harry, you want to announce to the crew what, what went on this afternoon? I went to the dentist. <laughs> what a scam. What a scam that is. Unbelievable. It's I don't a, have it's any a scam issues. if you go three times a year, maybe like me and the and the and the D three, the rest of the D three. But every decade you're calling it a scam? I don't have any issues with any teeth. They all feel fine. I don't have, I haven't been hurt. Nothing has happened to my teeth in ages where I had to get anything done. Have they they haven't hurt nothing. And I get and I get the bill uh, for all the work that they want is a total of over sixteen thousand dollars. Wow! <laughs> Wait, what? They were uh, placing like, your teeth? Yeah, no, like I don't even know. Like I can't even. I saw the, the if I, I I gotta send you guys a picture of the bill of what what I believe what they the want bill. To do, tell us why. I'm why. not getting done. You're not doing it. No. That's when maybe I don't know. I need a raise. Guess I need a raise. I mean, I you're know. only going to see them twice in the next twenty years. So yeah, why would you get 16, it done? Are your teeth two, your teeth aren't that bad, right? They're One. not. They're not. Plus they want plus two root canals. I got to go to a specialist, an endocrinologist, or something like that, or I don't know. And that's even more. Well, they root, don't even root, know root canal is. is something you probably feel that involves nerves, as far as I know. Paulie, can you teach Yeah, in time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I. I mean, your brother has like three rows of teeth, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, like, just some teeth, yeah. Uh, Amazing. So I could see his bill being like that. But <laughs> he that, survived. Holy smokes, Harry. What a that, joke. Yeah. Maybe so start, wait, how long was this appointment? tobacco how and lemons and maybe- I just, uh, say, you know, By the way, I can blame this on Sol Jolliman because he told me I needed to go, so I'm blaming him. Yeah, don't go. To, listen, listen to me. Don't ever go to the dentist. You'll be fine. Let's see what happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> 16,000 root canal. So well, good. I know they're not going to be again. okay with it. They got to sink their hooks into you now. All right, listen, that was big news, but also big news. Mel Kuyper <laughs> has a mock draft board out, guys. He did it. I, I just, uh, and you know, it's funny, Peter King, I love him and he's retiring. And he said in his last article, mock drafts, this is one of the reasons he doesn't, isn't still going on. He's like, it's busy work. It's a waste of time. He said, it's a blight on the football planet. One mock draft the week of the draft. That's it. Do it then. 
whatever. But the mock drafting in October or February, that's not the answer. But any, I, I don't care. I don't care. It's a waste of time because that's all we have, Brian, is time. The, right? I, 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 I 100% agree with you, Sal. Like, I need something to pass the time. Yes. This is like when you start looking at fantasy football magazines and like, well, I don't do that anymore. But when you used to look at fantasy football magazines like back in May, right, when the Street yeah, right. Smiths came out and then, you know, a couple guys get hurt and it screws up everything. Right. All of a sudden things are changing. But no, yeah, you, you need something. You no, need first something. of all, nobody gets hurt. Or even right now, there's a couple trades and that's that. Right. That's all right. you're going to see. Like, right. If there's one trade at number three, everybody's mocks get screwed. <laughs> and guess what? Their mocks aren't good. If you get like six or seven right out of 32, oh. you're considered an expert. So although can I say I hate, you know, you, you get all excited. You're like, all right, let me see. Let me see Kuiper's mock draft. What does he have the Raiders take? And you're like. D tackle, you're like, oh, <laughs> boring. Like, All right, so boring. I, right, I do want to go over these. So, Caleb Williams, one, Daniels to Washington, two, Drake May to New England, three. Probably kid, anything uh, surprise you there? May is the favorite at minus 135 to go second. So, you can get Daniels at plus money if you believe Mel Kuyper. <laughs> uh, you know, Sal, um. Could this is this gonna be one of these quarter? I mean, obviously people are just so desperate for quarterbacks. Yeah. But is this gonna be do any of these guys no. truly excite you? <laughs> you know, like I, I I don't know. I so I guess that's just the way it's gonna be in the draft. You're gonna have th- quarterbacks go top three, but Wait a minute, uh, Darren. Jaden su- Daniels. All you did for the past two uh, seasons is brag I just, about Jaden Daniels. Do you see him going to Washington and excelling right away? I don't know. I'm just saying. I think yeah. they're all going to struggle out of the gate. But they have. With, they have to with these right, teams though? that they're going if, to. If they can't though. If these three teams can't get uh, Justin Fields, it's different now, right? But if you can't get Fields or Wilson. Or cousins, you have you, to know. That's the thing you is you have go after to. These you three. have to yes. because right. you can't. Do what those teams did and like miss on a Mahomes, right? Right. You can't. You can't do that. Where you go, wow, we had the second pick and we let that person go. You, you have. You That's have to what take Caleb Williams so, getting the last laugh. None all, of that surprises all the concert me. I, to, to Mahomes, he's like, they think I'm Mahomes. They're gonna pick me first because <laughs> I think I'm Mahomes. This is the greatest. Keep it going, Pat. But um, <laughs> well, what do you so, think? You think Caleb Williams is closest to Mahomes? Jaden Daniels closest to Lamar? Or there's talk of May being Herbert, right? I mean, I, I'd be I'd be curious which one gets the closest to those comps, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I'm looking at, you know, I was doing the Justin Fields Daniels comparison. So Daniels ran for like 1,100 yards, but do you? I, I don't know if you keep. Do you keep? Fields, if it's Fields versus Daniels, I think you stay with Fields. If they really love Caleb Williams, then go after him. But even that, I'm not sure. I mean, how could anyone be sure? But Harry, Arizona, Marvin Harrison, according to uh, Junior, according to Kuyper. Yeah, definitely. That They should definitely go after a wide receiver. They really need a lot of help on the offensive end. Definitely. All right. Now, neighbors to Chicago, wide receiver. Bowers mm-hmm. to the Jets. He's got, he's got, this is uh, maybe surprising. J.J. McCarthy at 12 to the Broncos, probably kid. Ah, man. Well, look. I I mean, this is what you're talking about here, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't. Again, I did not put up great numbers at Michigan, but they don't have like a high-powered passing offense. But he did play for a pro-style coach in Harbaugh who believes in him, right, says he's going to be a great QB. So 
Oh, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting one. And who, what position do you think they have uh, Kuiper has the Cowboys taken? The latest mocks in most ha- right now, um, because of the word of maybe uh, Tyron Smith leaving, yeah, is going. probably offensive tackle Good. somewhere, right? Like, yep. <laughs> uh, I don't know which one. I mean, I saw um, I know, I know my son Maddie is a, a Georgia fan. Uh-huh. I know they got a good kid named Mims. That's the one. Um, that's who he my, has. That's yep. the one. Okay. Yeah. So Mims, I, I think that would be a, a, a wise pick. It's not a sexy pick, but, um, well, you, you can never have Eagles, too many offensive right? linemen as the, far as I'm concerned. Eagles just grabbed those guys, all those Georgia guys. So it's a, it's a, yep. it's a feather in our cap for taking it from the, from the Heck Eagles, yeah. so we'll take that. All right, listen, we got a good show coming up. We got uh, college. They have odds in the Fanduel for the men's conference outrights. Not the tournament, but who's going to win the regular season, which I think concludes next week, right, Bry? I think it's, it's over by it next Sunday, isn't it? Uh, like, yeah, like nine yeah, days. The conference tournament. It's crazy to think, right? Conference yeah. tournament could start in two weeks. So you less can than bet two weeks, these. depending on which conference. I mean, some of the small, small ones probably start in a week and a half. Lots of fun. It's all yeah. coming up. Um, you could bet the bench press, the shuttle, the vertical, the three-cone drill on Fanduel. That's fun. We'll talk about the worst combine events. These guys will have their sharp tank picks. NHL, uh, Fanduel, really helping us out a little bit here. Team to score the most points in March, Fanduel has us. Which hockey team? Uh, and then, uh, oh, then we have a pick. Game. Harry, you you lost, right? In your yeah. pick? And Parlay Kidney lost. Yeah. Who did you have, Parley Kid? I can't remember. I'm. Oh, you I'm, had, I, I know who you had. You had yeah, uh, quickly. quickly, right? Quickly. quickly oh, yeah. Guy. I right. tell you what, though, I wasn't disappointed in that. I thought it was good roll of the dice. Yeah. All right. Harry, you should be disappointed. You you <laughs> went on and on about McNeese State and yeah. or McNeese, whatever they are, and given 10 and a half, and they barely won. Never, right? never were winning by double digits the entire game. They're yeah. now going to yeah. upset somebody in the tournament, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you and I. One, we bet against, I bet against the Knicks. They were very lucky to win that game. Um, so might as well go back at it here. Parley kid, you all of a sudden have soured on the Knicks a little bit. Admit it. I don't know what it is. No, it's not a souring. Oh. I just, I, I think what, what it, it's funny because I don't think the Knicks are getting a lot of sympathy for really how they've been ravaged by injury. Like, this is not your normal injury bug uh-huh. um, where one player goes out. They have lost three starters uh, that they were playing the best basketball in the league and the best, best, best basketball they played in the last over two decades uh, during the month of January into early February before the Randall injury. Obviously they were winning without Mitchell Robinson, the starting center, but the Randall injury, uh, the OG Ananobi uh, injury was huge because their their defensive metrics were off the charts with that guy uh, since they picked him up, um, and you know so now you got guys playing more minutes. It's I feel it's really this. It's funny that just not a lot of people who are saying, "Man, poor Knicks." They're not saying that. There's no sympathy whatsoever coming the Knicks way. Yeah. All right. I'll give you and, and none but from I'm you. I'm telling either, you right now, though, so you the do not want to play yeah. a healthy Knicks team in the playoffs. Right. You do. Nobody's going to want to play the Knicks if they're back and they get to play with each other sure. a little bit before the playoffs. 
you are not going to want to play the Knicks. Yeah. All right. So this is the time to what's the opposite of peak, I guess. I mean, they, they got a, they got they got a couple months to get it together. But you don't think Thursday night we'll give our plays of the day. Yeah. Knicks now getting three and a half. You're going the other way. Warriors coming to town. You think they cover? That? Yeah. Yes. Um, because, again, we're just missing too many guys. And Brian knows this. For even though the Knicks have not been a scary team for decades now, they've been good the last couple of years under Tom Thibodeau. But fact is, Sal, is every single team loves coming to MSG. They play their best basketball. The Knicks, for some reason, too, it's like we watch. Bry would tell you it feels like teams shoot like seventy five percent from three. They do against the Knicks. Bry, is this true? The, is he do. making this up? They do. It's uh, it's <laughs> and you, you since OG's been out. This is a fact. I mean, not seventy five percent, but fifty percent. Like these teams come to the Garden, yeah. and they they shoot lights out. So who's coming to the Garden? Uh, Curry and the Warriors who are playing good basketball, and the Knicks are just tired. Brunson will probably be back in the lineup. I just don't have faith in them having enough firepower to keep up with it, uh, uh, which which is going to be a very motivated team in the Garden. Sorry, Knicks. I would love to see you win this game. I just don't think it's going to happen. All right. You're going Warriors. Warriors stuck in that 7-10. They're like nine now. They're a couple games out of eight. So they're they really got a, some work to do in the Knicks. Like I said, could fall to seven, but right now they're at four, couple games ahead of Orlando at seven. All right, Brian, take it away. Um, you like uh, who do you like? Oh, you like the Nets. Minus yeah, I'm two. taking the Nets minus two here, uh, home against the Hawks. Like you know, look, maybe it wasn't Jock Vaughn's fault. Uh, maybe the Nets aren't good, uh, but they got blown out the last game, right? So blowout defeat on the road by 27 to the Magic. Now you get the Hawks. They play the Hawks back-to-back home games. I hate when they do that, when they do mm. that. But the Nets are 15-12-3 against the spread at home. The Hawks are a dreadful 9-17 and 17 against the spread on the road. And look, the, the, you know, with we talked about this the last time and Parley kid brought it up, you know, maybe the Hawks will play better without Trey Young. They actually have, right? They've dominated mm. their last two opponents at home, but again, at home. So, you know, I, I, I actually, I'm surprised even without Young that the Hawks aren't favored here. I feel like the line is a little bit fishy here. That's why I like the Nets here. Mm. Uh, minus two, coming off of a, a bad road trip, you know, coaching change. I think they kind of get it together for one game here at home. Uh, yeah, they really have some work to do. Four games out of that 10 spot. Oh, that's they'll terrible. Be, they'll yeah. be three if they get uh, <laughs> they pick off the Hawks uh, on Thursday. All right, Harry. Uh, oh, boy. Harry, can you give up on picking the local team already? Why are you doing it again? <laughs> and they should I'm pay take... you to move or something. Or really. Sons I don't really again. like them. I really don't even like this team, but I do like this matchup. I do like the Suns. Laying the eight and a half against the Rockets. It's payback for Devin and Durant versus Houston. The Rockets beat Phoenix uh, last Friday in Houston by four. But oddly enough, like Brian mentioned, these uh, back-to-back home games, the Suns play the Rockets Thursday night, and they play them Saturday night, both in Phoenix. Hmm. Uh, I don't know what happened on Saturday night, but on Thursday, I think the Suns will bring their A game at home. And what I mean by their A game, I mean A stands for Allen, Grayson Allen, who led the Suns. In scoring with 24 points on Sunday, he had six threes and a double-digit win versus the Lakers. And in fact, Sal, Phoenix is 8-0. They won straight, eight straight at home. Suns run rough shot over the Rockets. They cover the eight. I was hitting that player prop hard. Grayson Allen under two and a half threes made because that mm-hmm. hit, the under hit in nine of the last ten. 
But um, and not not and then then he had a three, and then he had what did right. you say eight the other day? Six. Yeah, six. So I got to get off of that. I mean, because they don't give you a break with a with the vig. It's like one sixty, one seventy. So anyway, uh, more on my losses later. But all right, we're talking about home home to teams playing back to back. Milwaukee won in Milwaukee. Now they're going to Charlotte. Charlotte Hornets, Harley Kid, brother Brian, we're on a text chain. It's it's all Hornets all day long. Um, they lost Tuesday night <laughs> by 156 points. They might have fought back to 149. <laughs> now they lost by 38 points. Uh, I was on through the ringer. Tate Frazier, he's from that North Carolina Charlotte area. He showed four clips of the head coach talking about how their grief great their defense is this year. So what did they do? They give up 123, and the Bucks weren't even trying in the fourth quarter. Um, but I'm taking Charlotte plus the 12 Thursday night. They won their last three home games. They've stayed within single digits in six of the last seven home games. And why did the Bucs care to blow them out again? Giannis is going to be lazy in this game. Maybe even sits. Uh, yep. You know, Lillard doesn't care to be in Charlotte. This is going to be a six point game, 112, 106 final. Take the money Take line. Charlotte. Take the money line. <laughs> <laughs> plus the 12. Yikes. All right. I got to take a shower after that pick. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back to talk college basketball and the NFL combine. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, so they have these conference outrights up. You can get them. Sometimes they have two conferences up. This morning they had five. I was like, guys, grab this now. Let's pick our conference outright winner. This is not for the conference tournament, but this is for the regular season best record in each individual conference. Brian, why don't you start us off? The SEC seemed really tough to pick. By the way, there's games going on right now. So that that could affect that, but you like Alabama, yeah, Batman plus one thirty. But yeah, things could swing here, right? Because but everybody yeah. is everybody is really jam packed. But you know the odds are you know it's either Tennessee, Bama, Auburn has a slight slight chance in here. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Bama right now. Both both teams are tied here. But the reason I like this, Bama gets Tennessee at home on Saturday. Big revenge spot for them from them earlier in the season. Uh, they do have a tough road game at Florida. But anything I think can happen here. I, I do think Auburn's in a little bit of a tougher spot. But you know, you brought you brought this up in some of our conversations, though, Sal. Like teams like Tennessee, look at you know, when you look at some of these remaining schedules, some road games, some of these teams could easily lose one or two games. I do think Bama gets yeah. Tennessee, though, and that's a huge advantage here. I'm curious what that line will be when Bama's at home. Uh probably more of like a pick'em style here, but you're getting yeah. you're getting Bama to win the uh, conference at plus 130. That'll be a fun one. Like we said, there's only like nine days left. So take a look at the schedules. Teams, you have about two or three games. Um, now, Harry and, and Parley Kid, you're going head-to-head here. Parley Kid, you were going to dive into the SEC, and you're like, nah, screw that. This is too hard. 
So you went back to your alma mater, Dayton, plus 240. Yeah, well, look, <laughs> I like the plus number with Dayton at plus 240. Um, I, I'm going to need Richmond to slip up here at, at, during the, uh, in the last three games of the season. And I think their slip-up game is going to be the VCU game. VCU travels to Richmond, but it's not much of a travel game for them either. Uh, mm-hmm. And their fans do travel pretty well with VCU. Uh, And they're always a difficult team to play against, especially late in the season when they're making their late season push. So I'm going to roll the dice on that, that that VCU beats Richmond. And I think Dayton in their last game of the season is going to have to beat VCU uh, at home. Um, Actually, yes, they are home against VCU. Uh, which w- will be a revenge game for them because we know when they go to Virginia, mm. they greatly struggle. Now, that being said as well, there's a huge game for Dayton on Friday night against Loyola, who's been very solid, and they're coming off a 15-point loss to St. Bonaventure. The A-10 is so up and down, yeah. it's hard to say Dayton is ranked. They're the one-ranked team in the in the conference. They're probably going to make the, uh, the tournament. I would tell you this, though, Sal, I – well, I'll talk about it once we get to the tournament. Okay. And I'll tell you my feelings on oh. what's going to happen to Dayton in the tournament. Deron Holmes, best player in the conference in the A-10. Uh, and they've had some good transfers. Harry mentioned Enoch Cheeks earlier in the season. Uh, he's starting to finally come on. Kobe Brea, uh, one of the top three point shooters in the country. And their point guard, Javon Bennett, a transfer from Merrimack, small Merrimack up in Massachusetts, no turnovers in his last five games. That's unheard of for a point guard. Mm. Not saying Dayton's peaking, but they need, they know they need to start peaking because they've been, they haven't been great for about a month now. Now's uh, the time. Let's go. They have no excuses. Get it done, Dayton. Let's go. <laughs> this, is, this is just, I mean, we're, we're not even, we're barely March. We didn't even get to March yet. Barley kid. Sal, they should be Dayton. dominating the A-10 division, Sal. They draw, they're a top, they have the best facilities by far in the A-10. All right. Sal, by <laughs> far, they have the best crowd support. Sal, Dayton fans go, I'm telling you, they travel, they might be the best traveling fans in uh, the but country. They can't play, I'm not though. Kidding. I mean, maybe they should storm the court more then. And try <laughs> they got to gotta do, they gotta uh, stay, yeah. got to, let's produce. Step up. Look, what I'm basically saying is <laughs> no excuses. Get the job done. Harry, you're going against them. Yeah, I'm gonna lay the I'm gonna lay the price uh, at 160 with Richmond. Darren, look, when the tournament starts, all four of us will be rooting for the Flyers, but I think it's too much for Dayton to overcome to win uh, the regular season here. So I'm gonna lay the 160 with Richmond. The Spiders have tiebreakers over Dayton. They have a tiebreaker over Loyal of Chicago. Beating those both. Don't have any games against them left. You mentioned the last game of the season. They do have VCU. Uh, Richmond does, but they do have them at home. And the other two games they have, St. Joe's and George Mason, both have uh, records under 500 in the conference. Harry, that was was that the last time you cried during a sporting event when Richmond upset Syracuse? Is Syracuse, it two seed? that was rough. <laughs> 1990? That was a 15 in versus two, right? 91. Kenny Wood. Kenny Wood. Kenny Wood. East Hampton. He's on that right? team. Yikes. Kenny Wood, East Hampton kid. 73-69. I'm looking at them right now. All right, I'm going to the Pac-12 here because the Pac-12 is no more after this season. Washington no, State. I like this one. I like this one. Cougars plus 170. 
21 and 7 and 12 and 5. They already knocked off Arizona by three in Arizona. Um, they have UCLA and Washington at home. Arizona has Oregon. Now, Arizona's home for Oregon, but Oregon's like one of the first, the next four out or something. So they need to win. And at UCLA for Arizona. So that's going to be tough. You got Washington State, got this Isaac Jones, about 15 points a game, shooting 58% from the. He should shoot more. I think Coach Kyle Smith gets this done. Take uh, the Cougars plus 170. Nice little risk. You said you like that, Harry? Yeah, I do. Because, you know, I think, didn't they beat uh, Washington State, beat Arizona twice? That's right. They did beat them twice, Harry, by three points twice. Look at that. Mm. So uh, there you go. So uh, they definitely have a tiebreaker there. Uh, Let's take it to the women's side. Caitlin Clark. Now, we bet this right before we went on break. What would her method of basket scoring be to break the women's record? It was a three-pointer. I called it. Harry called it a little more specifically. He said she's going to be, where would you say? She's going to buy the logo or something? Logo. Logo, logo three. And so now they have them up for, um, you know, when is she going to do it? How is she going to do it? And uh, I just wonder if breaking the men's record, let's start here, Polly Kid. Does this mean as much to her? They will stop the game for it, right? But will it mean as much to her? Is she going to want to put on a show like she did for the women's record a couple weeks ago? I don't know. Because otherwise, I'm going three-pointer again, minus 140. Yeah. I mean, she really rubbed it in, right? I mean, what what, what, else, could, what else could we ask for her? She's going to miss layups yeah. on purpose so she can make a three. Shoot 23s in a row to break the record. Don't you think? I I agree with you, Sal. I, I didn't go with the three-pointer last time. And then I said, well, how foolish was that? And if right. I could still get it at minus 140, mm-hmm. uh, I, I got to take it. I mean, if... If she wanted to beat Pete Maravich in style, she'd go like behind her back, pass it to herself, maybe off right. the backboard, uh, and uh, you know, do it a little bit with a little bit of a Pete Maravich flair. Kind of cool. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. I think just looking at the three pointer, it's too obvious. It's too obvious. I'm not going to get burnt this time. All right, not taking it. Parley kid. Okay, so Bry, you were going even more specifically, three pointer for sure. Um, or you think it's going to be in the third quarter of the Ohio State game? Yeah, plus look, I, I agree with you guys in terms of, I, look, I, I believe that the last time I gave out the free throw that, you know, the, like I was saying, you know, after the next day after we gave that out, she was basically like, I want to hit a logo three, which is amazing that she hit the first one like that runner. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking at it a little bit different. I'm going to do uh, that she, she breaks the record in the third quarter of the Ohio State game, which is on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's actually a game I really like uh, Iowa in at home uh, to get some revenge from the loss they had to uh, Ohio State. But, you know, they play they play uh, Minnesota tonight. And look, if they were home tonight, I would have thought about taking her to break the record. Maybe tonight she would have needed 52 and it was like 65 to one. She knows what she's doing. Uh, wow. That's yeah, fun yeah, yeah. It was a huge number for her to get over 50. But yeah, they kind of know at this point. But, you know, just based on trending or tracking or what how much she's been scoring uh, the third quarter. I, third quarter might be the lowest odds at, at plus 220, uh, but it just seems like that would be around the time that she would get it. Yeah, but you know what, Brian? That's another way to do it. 52 points, right? albeit on the road, but usually she could be like, all right, I gave the home what? fans a thrill. I'm going to score 60 and break this. <laughs> and anyone who bet me at 65 to 1, God bless. But well, Harry, why nice. are you switching? You had three-pointer. Now you're going I'm free switching. Throw. I'm switching to free throw at nine to one because look, call me crazy, but she got the logo three. We already got that out of the way. 
Ohio State's really good. As of tonight, they're 15 and 1 in conference play. Brian just mentioned Ohio State beat them in Columbus the first time. I think that the Buckeyes make it really boring. Say it's around third quarter, like Brian said. I think when, if they're in the bonus, they foul her. They foul her and send her to the line and win that and make it and make it that way. Very boring in, in, in Iowa City. Um, hmm. Nine to one is too good of value here. And I think the fans will be all over Ohio State and the coaching staff, but they'll be booing Ohio State like crazy, but they foul her on purpose to send her to the line. That is interesting, Parley kid. You don't want to, you know, hey, they, maybe in the huddle before the game, they're like, we're not, whatever. She can do what she wants. We're not going to let her make a spectacle of us, mm-hmm. right? So let's foul her, you know. No half-court shots. She can close her eyes if she wants to shoot the free throw. But that's how it's coming. A little well, less impressive. Well, let me say, though, the funny thing is, right, she breaks the record on the Logo 3. She said she wanted to do it. She hits, hits it the first time. So it's already, like, legendary, right? right? So I will say, do you have the guts to do that again? Because all right. of a sudden, if you start missing, like, three or four from the Logo 3, yeah. then, you know, then it's like, ah. Uh, but look, if you, hit, if you hit two in a row from that Logo... It's like, what the hell is going on here? Right. Um, I don't know. Do you, yeah. Does she have the Maybe guts? Maybe it's just to a regular. It? I mean, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't have the guts. I'd I'd be trying layups all day just to <laughs> yeah, practice your layups, Jalen. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to talk NFL Combine. So many events uh, on Thursday. You can bet on Fanduel. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. All right, so FanDuel has odds on the NFL Combine. You you thought you were going to be rid of betting on football? No. Not the case. You can bet the bench press. You can bet the shuttle, the vertical, the three-cone drill. Can you bet a spotter? Can you bet best spotter, Bri, for bench press? <laughs> That'd be good. That's important. That's uh, just yeah. as important as anything else. Never seen it. I've never seen it. Yeah. Parley, kid, you like something. What did you like? The You like the bench press, right? What was the I like the bench press. I like the reps over 37 and a half. That's 225? Um, 225 to go over 37 and a half. Hmm. I tries, um from what I've read is that a lot of the uh, D tackles uh, and linemen this year who would be most likely to break this are very thickly built, short armed um, mm. players who uh, tend to bench press the most because they don't, their arms are shorter, which helps. Like, so Harry's got short arms. Yeah. It worked for <laughs> right? me when I cared about being in shape for the six or seven weeks. Uh, in the late eighties, but uh, yeah, but yeah, push ups. Yeah, right. So, so I like I that, it. and I think um, that's a very reasonable number. I think it was eclipsed. Jeez, uh, you know, I had the numbers out, but I don't have them out now. But I think uh, it's been eclipsed many, many times. Mm-hmm. Thirty-seven you, and a half. Do you so. guys remember with the bench press and you know in the NBA? I don't know if NBA still does it, but it used to be oh, like yeah. one eighty-five. And Michael Sweetney, yes, Michael Sweetney, who the Knicks drafted, who weighed about two hundred and seventy pounds. Couldn't bench yes. it. Could not bench it once. Couldn't do it once. Right. Could not do it <laughs> yeah. once. One eighty five. Didn't prevent them from drafting. Yeah, it. and then he was terrible. Unfortunately, and Muggsy, <laughs> Bo- you know, Muggsy Bogues did two twenty five 
33 times. Did you know, guys know that? <laughs> no. No, no, no. no, no. I'm that he was a good wrestler, Bugsy oh, Bugs, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah I, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, all right. So, but I mean, some of these are just, I, I still uh, can't believe they do the vertical here. I really don't know why they're measuring. In fact, the more players we see, the more Edwin Diaz is we see celebrating, jumping up, and then landing weirdly on and then tearing their ACL. Like, why do we even encourage the vertical? Why, why don't we have them run into traffic and see if they could avoid cars too, if we're going to do that? Like, why do we need a quarterback jumping? Why do we need a quarterback jumping, probably kid? What do we care how high? No, you don't. Is? I mean, I guess there's the jump pass uh, in, in a yeah. way. Um, but uh, I would think that the, one of the last things you would need to see your uh, QB do is uh, jumping th- through the gym. So, uh, <laughs> right. I, you know, I'm not sure, you know, what Mahomes' vertical would be. Or we know Tom Brady's was probably about uh, six inches. Yeah. You know, so. I don't think it really matters at all. I think it hurts. I think, honestly, I, w- I would be turned off by a good uh, vertical. <laughs> Sal, by the yeah. way, just, yeah. uh, I want to throw a, so is it, you know, the three cone drill. Um, this isn't, odd. this isn't a Baskin Robbins challenge. Actually, no. This no. Is a, yeah. Yeah. We should, should have Harry do that. We should have Harry do a three, three cone. cone. We yeah, should have. We got to do that next time. I'm out. But uh, uh, the three cone drill is really weird because you know there's four cones involved in the, in the thing. It's four cones. What are you talking there's four about? Four cones involved in the event, and it's uh, and it's called the three cone drill. And the top five best times ever. Never heard of the guys ever. So it doesn't necessarily mean if you win that event. Uh, or have the best time in that event that you're ever going to yeah, be well, in the NFL. 40, like it, that doesn't necessarily mean you're the best player, right. but it, it's the yeah. main event of it all. Well, maybe because the first cone does, you're going inside, you're zigzagging still, in the there, three cones. There's still three cones, I believe. But there's four the, total the cones. Four total. You start in the middle. You go five yards to the first cone. Then you go back past yep. the middle cone to the second cone for 10 yards, and then back to the middle cone for five yards for a total of 20 yards. Right, I think that's what it Something is. Something like that. Uh, yeah. I'm, what? So, all right. So Harry's right. There are three or four cones. There's three cones, but you got to pass four of them. I guess is what he's saying. So there's four cones. Well, guys, we three could, cones. I mean, this could be the dumbest <laughs> argument we ever had. If we want to pursue, on first, if we want to pursue first and, uh, well, against you know, the track and field kids that there, and you have them do that. There's the three, there's three cone three drill. cones, but you have to pass so, four of them. Sal, it's, yeah. it's a five, ten, five. Think about three cones lined up, yeah. one at the goal line, mm-hmm. one at the five, one at the ten. They're in a straight line, right? Yeah. You start on the five. You run to the ten. That's uh, five yards, right? Okay, yeah. Then you go back to the end zone. Right. That's ten yards. And then back to the five, which is five yards. It's a five, ten, five. You start in the middle. All right. So, Harry, you're not really right. There's three I, physical, I, I don't know. There's three three physical cones, but you set. have to pass one of them twice, <laughs> essentially, right? There are four cones? Unless uh, I'm, I'm four talking cones. about. All right. This I'm is talking crazy. about the 5 10 5, so I don't know. I thought there were well, only three there's, cones. There's the shuttle, Does, too, right? Which um, Sign me up for pistachio, chocolate marshmallow, and chocolate, <laughs> <laughs> mint chocolate chip. You're signed right. up for life. You got it. All right. Uh, Harry, you did say cones. you don't like uh, – what's the one event you don't like, Harry? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying three co- – I, I don't like the three-cone drill. I think it's stupid. <laughs> I mean, would... it's dumb. 
What are you talking about? The Wonderlic, though? Ironically, you can't oh, even remember. You're too stupid to remember that the Wonderlic is technically part of the events. Yeah, it's one of the one of the things you have to do. And again, um. Say what you want. I beat Sam Darnold and I crushed. Um, <laughs> who's the other guy? Uh, that, <laughs> you can't pass. I can't even think. That's Vince a, Young. Vince Young. Which is, to me, remember. the reason why they should have it, because the bottom line is, right, Harry? If somebody scores lower than you, yes. it's obvious that they should not be drafted. That's great. That's exactly. great. That's great. That should be the incentive. Definitely. Harry should be the Mendoza line, basically, right? For Wonderlick tests, right? It's a good idea, Darren. I think you're right. Yeah, exactly. You score lower than me. Right. I think, I, by the way, for the scoring, I did get a 29. Last. I should take it Three-cone drill, the wonder lick test. It's like, <laughs> like Harry's smart. He can <laughs> see three cones and be like, no, no, no. There are four there. I'm like, well, oh, how do you do I that? Was very, listen, I was very smart in college. I took basketball, baseball, officiating, <laughs> all smart. those classes. Why take anything hard? All the sports. Rush, yeah. All right. Uh, oh, I just uh, got just got a message here. Sam Darnold committed suicide. That's so sad. <laughs> He heard that he scored lower than Harry. <laughs> so sad. All right. All right. Well, another quarterback's going to go. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll get the Shark Tank. These guys' best bets for the weekend. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, listen, uh, I'll just apologize in advance for doing this to you guys because there's not a lot. We're doing this late Wednesday night. There's not a lot to bet Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but you figured out a way to do this. Harry, you hit on your soccer I didn't go with you last week. Right. You had all these uh, three games over one and a half. Good job by you. It wasn't that. Well, one of them was close. And that maybe it was four games. No, three four games, but one yeah. I scored in the 94th Four cones or, or three? Okay. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're doing it again? I'm doing it again. I'm going to do two over one and a half, one over two and a half, three leg <laughs> English Premier League soccer parlay pays minus 119. I'm going to start off with over one and a half. In Tottenham versus Crystal Palace, six straight matches. Crystal Palace has had games two or more for the last five matchups between these two, three goals or more. So that's one. I'm going to go uh, Nottingham Forest and Liverpool over two and a half. Now, Liverpool, four or more goals combined in their last four out of five matches and eight total goals in the last two matches between these two in the last two meetings between them. And then on Sunday, big showdown between Manchester City and Manchester United. I'm going to go over one and a half, Sal. Last five matches, uh, matchups versus each other. Three goals or more have been scored. And in all five of those matchups, 23 total goals. Mm. Give me, again, over one and a half, Manchester City, Manchester United, over two and a half, Nottingham Forest and Liverpool, and over one and a half, Crystal Palace and Tottenham. Okay. Yeah, I, I have trouble with the EPL. The home teams are just like 75 minutes in. I still don't have a goal from them. It's like, but when they play in the FA Cup, like today at Chelsea, no problem, three goals. Liverpool, no problem, three goals. So mm -hmm. it's the same freaking teams. I don't understand why 
I guess I just don't understand. All right, fine. <laughs> give us your best. That's why Parley Kid wants to know why you're watching it every <laughs> at six o'clock in the morning or, or five o'clock, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, yeah look, I, I still haven't lost uh, Sharp Tank this year. Not that we've done that many. Wow. Not All that right. we've done. We still very good. Not that we've done them. Maybe five we've done. But, I, you know, again, this is, I'm struggling to take certain things. We have a UFC crappy card on, so I don't want to touch that. But I'm going to go with Jake Paul. Uh, Ryan Borland fight. I'm going to say this goes the distance at plus 430. Look, we we know Jake Paul, right? We've established like he's a solid fighter, right? He's he's at this point sure. he's kind of he's pretty much a boxer at this point. He might be the greatest I've ever <laughs> seen him at this point. I don't know. <laughs> well, what's left in boxing? Yeah, he's probably yeah. top 10 pound for pound. Uh but look, I think he wins this fight. He is obviously a huge favorite here. Uh but Bor- Ryan Borland at least is a tough fighter, right? Who has a decent amount of professional experience. Like I will say he really hasn't fought since, I think, 2022. But former Golden Gloves champ, right? Had 19 professional wins here. Only been knocked out once in his career. And look, this this is an eight-round fight. It's an eight-round fight. Mm-hmm. Plus 430 to go the distance here. I, I, don't, I don't, you know, again, a, a former boxer. You know, we saw what happened when he fought Tommy Fury, right? He actually yeah. lost that fight against an actual boxer. So, this guy, I think, could stick around. He might get beat up here, but I think he'd go to the distance possibly. And you're getting plus 430. Brian, what's the line for for Jake Paul against Francis Aganu? Oh, uh, what would the fake line be? Aganu uh, <coughs> yeah. minus 2,000. You think that high? Well, Michael, I mean, you're talking right? it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was going to say minus 2,500. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, it's a, just a huge size difference. And we, you know, the fact that he fought the best heavyweight of the last, yeah, uh, and even fight with the best heavyweight of the last 15 years. Yeah, I guess he years. lost to the worst, the brother. Yeah. So that makes sense. Right, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, look, and God, I don't think he'd throw a lot of punches, but he'd, he'd knock him out. For, right. For sure. All I right. Mean, Polly Kid, you're going UFC. UFC, so it's almost a guaranteed loser, Sal. <laughs> uh, so again, because, you know, I swear UFC off every year, but I, I get reeled back in when there's nothing else going on yeah. because I like it, uh, even though this card is atrocious. But we got some other good stuff uh, coming up. But I'll take this heavyweight fight with Rosen, Rosenstruck, Rosenstrike, I should say, and a Gazayev, and I hope I'm saying that right because I know we discussed it before, and then mm-hmm. the name, like, I, I – Goes through my head, and by the time I get to say it again, I'm like, "Am I even saying it right?" It. Shamil Gazayev, uh, and Shamil Michael uh, has to talk here. Go ahead, jump in. Gazeev, 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 Gazeev. Because we had said Gazay, I think we had said that, and then Michael said it's Gazeev, right? But Gazeev just didn't <laughs> sound right to me. Your guns here, but Darren's, Gazeev. Right? Darren's yeah. Darren, yeah. Uh, which fighter was that that Darren listened to a million times and then he still was <laughs> saying it wrong? I forget which fighter Ma- it was. Mahakachev. Uh, yeah, Sean O'Malley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Myth. I could listen. I, I do. I listen. I actually will listen to like the exact pronunciation, but I guess a lot of times it's in like, you know, their language or how they would say it, but mm-hmm. uh, wrong either way, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but let's uh, this fight. I'm going to take the over one and a half rounds. Somehow this fight's a five round fight, uh, but the over one and a half rounds at plus 144. Um, uh, Gaziev. Uh, Gazeev, Gazeev. <laughs> like, you're, like you're sneezing. I think. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking right at the name too, Gazeev, right? 
Yeah. Um, so Gazeev Sal has gone two rounds or so in three out of his last five. And Rosenstrike in his last five fights has averaged about two rounds of fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is destined to go probably around two rounds. And I, I'm banking on I'm banking on the first round that these these guys, especially Rosenstrike, who can sometimes go five rounds without even throwing a punch mm-hmm. uh, in some cases. Uh, where this and uh, Gazeev is going to show him respect in the first round. He's not going to want to step into something early. So I think it's going to be a feel out round, round one. And then I cross my fingers round two that it doesn't get off to a blazing start. And then hopefully the fight picks up around uh, late round two. And then hopefully there's a knockout at that point so we don't have to watch it anymore. It's a long, So that's what I'm hoping for. You know, we, I've bet plenty of boxing matches over and heavyweights and whatever. But with the UFC, with the tiny gloves and everything, even, even a round and a half, seven and a half minutes, right? It's just, it's like, oh, somebody fall on the other guy. Just please, with no submission ability, you, you just want them to be like, roll around for a little bit, right? Because it's a long seven and a half minutes. We, we've seen, though, in some of these fights where there's literally not a punch thrown oh, yeah. for like three rounds. I I could, you know, we'll see if Gazeev, mm-hmm. uh, how much he wants to engage early. Right. Um, I would think he'll say, let me wear this guy down a little bit. I, I think he wins the fight, Gazeev, as well. All right. Yeah, I mean, l- yeah. listen, I, I remember losing. I had a, a Brock Lesnar. I forgot who he was. Oh, they hate each other. They're going to go at each other. And they're just like, man, yeah, I went five rounds. I went I went the uh, under, of course. But, yeah, this sometimes uh, right. sometimes you got to get lucky with these. I'm going to go with Bri. I mean, Bri, I'm sorry. Yes. Here, go, here goes your winning streak. <laughs> here goes your streak. I'm jumping on. Jake Paul to go to distance. All right. Yes, yeah, we, need, we need like you guys were just talking about. We need like you know three or four rounds where not a lot's going right. on, right? And then what just junk just hang on. is this on? Just is this hang on. on. Uh, is this on the zone or something? Uh, yeah, I mean that's a good question. Uh, you know, yeah. I should know if I'm betting this right. I should. Let's know. see. Uh, uh, this is what this is where we're at. This is what this is the weekend. <laughs> Only a couple more weeks. We'll be all yeah. right. No, look, there's going to be. Uh, I think there's a good. Str- there's a couple good stretches of uh, yeah. women's games coming up and stuff. I mean, that's the thing is like, obviously this weekend there'll be some good games Sunday. You just can't, we just don't have a line yeah. yet. Yeah. This but I do like, right. uh, I do like Iowa home against uh, Ohio state too. Like I said, oh, get some revenge. I don't know what the line, you know, probably be a weird line. They'll probably still somewhat be high. Um, well, listen, we moved off of uh, the college basketball. Now let's go to hockey. I know you guys like talking hockey, the parlay kid. Brother Brian, Harry, you're shaking your head. Uh, mm. I don't know. Maybe just that's a little tick you have from the dentist. I'm not sure. Do you like, <laughs> you like hockey? I like hockey. I told you I've been on fire with these totals. FanDuel has most points. I'm an idiot when I read this. I don't know why I read like goals and assists or points, but that's not what points they're talking about. They're talking about a win and a, or a tie as points, yeah, yeah. right? From, from yeah, March for sure. 2024 this year, FanDuel has which team will have the most points. Harry, you and Parley Kidd are going the Oilers. I don't. Did you look? I wonder if a couple teams might have two more games than other teams. Uh, Oilers right? are one well, of them. Oilers are one they of them. Are. Yeah, okay. they have like they have like seventeen games in. in Take March, it away, uh, Harry. You start us off. Actually, I think the Oilers have fifteen there. Oh boy, I counted fifteen. Oh, I counted oh, fifteen. Um, this is not counting cones. This is this is harder. <laughs> this is not counting cones. Age, fifteen. You got to see how many but, are in the uh, same month. Maybe I counted wrong. But I, but yeah. Sal, Oilers are six to one. I do like them. Whether they're playing seventeen or fifteen, but I think it's fifteen. But they are six and two 
in their last eight versus Canadian teams. You might as well throw Seattle in as a Canadian team since they're that, that close to uh, what, Canada. What, they're 3-0 what? versus Seattle this year. <laughs> okay. So I'm just saying this. So, so six of the 15 <laughs> games are against Canadian teams and Seattle, and they have two games against Buffalo and one against the Blue Jackets. I like the Oilers at 6-1. All right, Lizzie, you might as well Let me recount. throw the Columbus. And no, Harry, you're right. It's 15. It's 15. It is 15. It's Winnipeg that's Winnipeg 17, 16 to 17. I was surprised to learn that yep. Seattle's in Canada. All right, you learn something. You know, you have to wait to <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah. All right, Polly, could you like the Oilers too? What odds well, you, you know, I, I have. I gave the Oilers out at the beginning of the year to yeah. win uh, the Cup this year, and it was looking terrible right. just to uh, start the year. But what I like it, it what uh, what Harry's saying too is uh, the Edmonton Edmonton is still in a good position here, and they had a really a very mediocre, if not less, uh, a, a worse than mediocre uh, February, which means I think they pick it back up here in March with with this talented team, and they at the schedule is favorable for them in this month of March. I think we see the Oilers at the top of the game like they were uh, in January. Maybe not rolling off 15 straight wins, but somewhere in the vicinity of okay. you know picking up about 24 points in these 15 games. All right. All right, brother Bry, you uh someone said Winnipeg. So is that you're taking the game advantage here? Five yeah, well that's what that's what it is. I mean, I really I in all honesty, I before we did this, I didn't necessarily look at the oils. I figured they were a game back because of the odds here. But yeah, the Jets at Jets at five to one. Uh yeah, they've only played fifty seven games so far. So they have sixteen games this month. Uh, you know, they've been one of the best teams in hockey. They've won four straight. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of things to like with that number five to one. It, it's kind of it's a fun thing. The only thing that the only thing that you could say that hurts them is playing 16 games. They play like 13 games in 22 days or 21 days, and nine mm. of them on the road and two separate road trips. So it's a lot oh, of wow. game. It's a lot of games. It's like it could be wearing on them. Uh, but still, I, I think that's just it's just an advantage they've been playing so well. So. All right. Uh, like at a five to one, you get some. That's guns. fun. That's yeah. on Fandle. I will like, say, by yeah. the way, Sal, I just want to just throw this in there. You know, um, Vancouver, who sits on top of the Pacific Division by like 10 that's points. That's in Canada for sure. Yeah. I, that's in Canada. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I think they play 13 or 14 games, which is really kind of a, obviously a disadvantage. But if you get on a roll, they're the best team in the Pacific. They're, they're, they're 100 to one. Wow. Sure. You pretty much you win. have to win every game then, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. you wait? How many? What? Well, what disadvantage they have? Two? Well, four games. If they're four, oh, four games, games less. Oh yeah. Three, I think three, three. Oh, Winnipeg. three. Yeah. Then you got to go. You got hundred to one. But then you got yeah. You got to go eleven. And yeah, two. yeah. Off to a good start. One um, of the best offensive teams in hockey. Yeah. Mikey Meatballs, is there any value in these hard trophy? Well, I'm I'm dead dead to rights with Connor McDavid and only has twenty one goals, but. Uh, still plus 380, but Austin Matthews is a favorite, plus 190. McKinnon, plus 210. Kucherov, plus 260. Uh, I think Matthews is going to get it just because he's, uh, you know, um, he's close. He's going to finish with over 70 goals. So the, the voters like scoring, and Matthews is doing it. So I like Matthews. Why don't we do that then? Let's just do that. There's no comp to that in basketball. Let's take 190. Uh, all right. I got a lot to think about. I'm bored here. Uh, I, I want to read some mail. Cousin Sal against all odds at Gmail. 
gmail.com. Cousin Sal, against the odds, at gmail.com. Eric Felke writes, I don't mean to rail on Harry. Who am I kidding? Why else would I be emailing? But Lake Charles <laughs> Finest covered for a grand total of 32 seconds in the entire game. This is Harry takes McNeese against Lamar. They won by two, right? Two. Yeah. They're given 10 and a half. About eight minutes into the first half, um, <laughs> they were covering. That was it. Oh. Uh, for but before needing a last gasp three after Lamar missed the front end of a one and one the final five seconds just to win. Going back to January first, McNeese was six seven and one against the spread and two four and one against the spread on the road. The wins two to three months ago, a fourth place A ten team, a fourth place AAC team, and fourteenth place Big Ten team had marginal impact on this line. Just saying. In the spirit of fairness, oh, Harry can mock, oh, nice. Harry nice. can mock me in advance for my Arizona future, but oh, he's going to have it too. So, which will inevitably lose in the first weekend of the tournament, as it does every year. Love the pod, see you in Pahrump. There you go, Eric. Long time, fan. nice, Eric Felt. Very nice, nice Eric. Eric. But I, 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 nice. Sneeze is twenty-five Eric, and three. Nice, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and now, when they when well, they the tournament salad, apparently, well, yeah, yeah, I gotta yeah have right. I got to have them, them at minus ten game. and a half. All right. Um, how do we want to sign off here? Virgil died here. A lot of dead. Richard Lewis, very oh. sad. I love Richard Lewis. Made me yeah. laugh forever. Uh, but Virgil uh, also made me laugh when he made a cameo for Harry. And you want to talk about how much Virgil means to you, Harry? Boy, I'll tell you that. Uh, you know, obviously we we I, we could play it if we could, but I don't think we can. Because <laughs> don't think we can. Yeah. and and no. everything. But well, Harry, you just know, one Virgil. One I don't know. He had some suggestions for you. You could take him. But I, I will say, <laughs> in memory of Virgil, I do remember Sal when you had your uh, your moment. I was there with you in Kansas City, and um, I was uh, building you heat for my match with Santino. Right, yep, yep. I had a kind and of promo. The, in and the when ring. you yeah. shoved the pit cake in Santino's face, but before that, when I met Vince McMahon. Um, Santino was practicing his moves in the ring and I took a couple pictures and right. it wasn't a joke. It really wasn't a joke. Virgil came over to me uh-huh. and grabbed my phone out of my hand and said, if you snap one more picture, I'm breaking this and I'm snapping your neck. Uh-huh. You understand me? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So and eulogy. that was that. So that's uh, yeah, that was uh, that was you must have been, fun you must have been fr- knowing you, Harry, you must have been so scared. You also got choked out by another uh, deceased wrestler, Roddy, <laughs> Roddy Piper, that, that same that night, day, right? That day, four yeah. hours before that, I got choked out and uh, couldn't swallow right by Roddy Piper. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, I haven't been to the dentist since. Uh, <laughs> all right. JR was cool. JR was great. I'll say <laughs> all that. right, rest in peace, Virgil. That's yeah. going to do it for another episode of Against All Odds. From Mikey Meatballs and the D3, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. You must be 21 or older and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. You have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit C- 
ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York. 